Eight Historic Innovations That Shaped Modern Medicine. Medicine is the science and practice of diagnosing, treating, and preventing diseases and injuries. Throughout history, sustained medical advancements have saved or improved the lives of millions of people worldwide. In fact, since the discovery of antibiotics alone, the average global life expectancy has increased by over 20 years. Another example, for instance, is the story of James Phipps, the first person ever to be vaccinated. In 1796, at just eight years old, Phipps was inoculated with cowpox by Edward Jenner, to test his hypothesis that it would protect him from smallpox. This brave and pioneering experiment, laid the foundation for what we now know as vaccines. But these leaps in health wisdom, have resulted from centuries of scientific discoveries, trial and error, and innovation. Some of those light bulb moments, were accidental, others intentional, and a few even controversial. The focus of today's episode, is the birth of eight historical medical creations, their discovery, and why those inventions matter to us. Number 1. The Thermometer. This device, measures and displays the body's thermal state in a person or animal, and is useful in detecting fever and infections, common signs of many diseases. History. Circa 1592, Galileo Galilei built the thermoscope, the first instrument showing the variation of temperature. It used water and air, to show the changes in hotness or coldness, but didn't have a scale to measure the exact heat. In 1612, an Italian physician, Santorio Santorio, added a numerical range to the thermoscope he had, to capture the body temperature of his patients. However, his device was bulky, impractical, and slow. Around 1654, Ferdinand II, the Grand Duke of Tuscany, created the first enclosed liquid in a glass thermometer, which used alcohol as the fluid. He likewise devised a scale of 50 degrees. A few decades later, in 1709, Daniel Gabriel Fahrenheit, a Polish-born Dutch physicist, developed a more exact and reliable alcohol thermometer. And just five years afterwards, he came up with the faster mercury thermometer. After this, he introduced the Fahrenheit scale, which divided the freezing and evaporation points of water, by 180 degrees. After a couple of decades, the Swedish astronomer Anders Celsius, created the Celsius scale. Back then, it was the opposite of the modern system, with zero as the boiling point of water, and 100 as the ice point. Carolus Linnaeus, a Swedish botanist, reversed it in 1744. The Celsius scale, also known as centigrade, is used in most countries and scientific fields. A little more than a century later, in 1867, Thomas Allbutt, an English physician, invented the first portable medical thermometer that recorded the temperature in five minutes. Before that, thermal detectors were a foot long and took 20 minutes to measure body heat. At the dawn of the 1900s, several new types of thermometers were developed, including the ear, infrared, and digital. All of them, use different methods and technologies to read the temperature, such as the tympanic membrane, temporal artery, or electronic heat sensors. Number 2. The Stethoscope. 
It allows doctors and other health professionals to listen to the sounds of organs inside the body, helping in the diagnosis of heart murmurs, arrhythmias, asthma, bronchitis, pneumonia, and more. René Lyonnec, a French physician, invented the device on a wooden tube to amplify the sounds of the heart and lungs. Origins In 1816, Lyonnec was examining a young woman with a cardiac issue. He wanted to listen to her heartbeat, but he felt uncomfortable placing his ear on her chest, a common practice in old times. He also knew that her clothes and breasts would muffle the sound. Then he remembered that he'd seen children transmit sound by scratching a pin at one end of a long piece of wood while listening to the other end. So, he gave it a try. He rolled up a sheet of paper into a cylinder and placed one end on her chest and the other in his ear. He was amazed to hear her heart sounds much more clearly than ever before. He called his invention stethoscope from the Greek words for chest and examine. Lyonek improved his design by hollowing out a piece of wood and experimenting with different shapes and sizes of the chest and ear pieces. After perfecting his idea, he was able to listen to the sounds of the lungs, abdomen, and blood vessels, and discover many new signs and symptoms of chest diseases. Furthermore, he could tell the difference between normal and abnormal breathing, fluid in the lungs, and the variations of heart beats, in different conditions. In 1819, he published his findings and his description of the stethoscope, in a book titled, On Mediate Auscultation. Just a few years later, Lanex stethoscope became the standard for chest examinations. In the course of time, other inventors modified and improved the stethoscope. Charles Williams added a flexible tube. Arthur Leard and George Cameron made it binaural. And David Lippmann enhanced its acoustic quality. Today, the stethoscope is used by millions of health professionals around the world and remains a symbol of medicine and care. Number 3. The X-ray. The X-ray is electromagnetic radiation that penetrates various materials and produces images of the internal structures of the body. This powerful tool is functional for medical diagnosis and treatment, as well as for scientific and industrial applications. Beginning. Wilhelm Röntgen discovered the X-rays in 1895, while he was experimenting with a cathode ray tube, a glass tube with electrodes at both ends, and a vacuum inside. When the high voltage ran through the electrodes, a beam of electrons formed within the tube. Then, Röntgen noticed that a nearby screen, coated with barium platinocyanide, a fluorescent material, glowed while the tube was operating, even when it was covered with thick cardboard. He realized invisible rays were coming out of the tube, and reaching the screen, calling them X-rays, because of their unknown origin. Röntgen started investigating the properties of the mysterious rays, and found that they passed through paper, wood, and metal, but not through bones or lead. He also spotted the shadows of solid objects on photographic plates, so he decided to test the X-rays with his own hands, and placed them between the tube and a plate. The image of Röntgen's bones, and his wedding ring on the plate, became the earliest X-ray photograph of a human body part ever. In a paper titled, On a New Kind of Rays, Röntgen published his revelation, 
and sent copies of his study and radiographies to several prominent scientists and physicians. It caused a sensation and made front-page news. Wilhelm Röntgen received many honors and awards for his discovery, including the first Nobel Prize in Physics in 1901. He donated the award money to his university and continued his research until his death in 1923. Number 4. Antibiotics. Antibiotics are substances that kill or inhibit the growth of bacteria, which cause infections and diseases, in humans and animals. Since their discovery in the 20th century, they have saved millions of lives, and revolutionized the field of medicine. Genesis. Alexander Fleming, who studied medicine in London, and became a bacteriologist, was interested in the natural antibacterial substances, produced by the human body, and some microorganisms. His interest surfaced, when he served as a captain in the Royal Army Medical Corps, during World War I, and witnessed countless soldiers die from infected wounds. In 1928, Fleming was working on the culture of Staphylococcus bacteria, a common cause of skin infections, boils, and pneumonia. Accidental Discovery Before going on holiday, Fleming had left a few culture plates in his laboratory. But when he returned, he noticed that one plate had been contaminated by a mold called Penicillium notatum. He likewise detected that the bacteria around the mold had been killed or prevented from growing, creating a clear zone. At that moment, Fleming realized that the mold had produced a substance with an antibacterial effect and named it penicillin, after the name of the mold. In 1929, Fleming published his discovery in the British Journal of Experimental Pathology, but with no resources or expertise, he couldn't isolate and purify penicillin. Moreover, the scientific community showed skepticism and indifference because they considered penicillin too unstable and weak to be used as a drug. Determined, Fleming continued his research, but did not pursue its development as a medicine. It wasn't until 1939 that a team of experts from the University of Oxford, led by Howard Florey and Ernst Chain, reviewed Fleming's work on penicillin. They extracted and purified penicillin, and tested its efficacy and safety on mice and humans, finding that penicillin was a powerful and non-toxic antibiotic for various bacterial infections, including septicemia, meningitis, and pneumonia. Both scientists collaborated with British and American pharmaceuticals to mass-produce penicillin during World War II to treat wounded soldiers and civilians. In 1945, Fleming, Florey, and Chain shared the Nobel Prize in Physiology for their discovery and success. The identification of penicillin opened the door for the development and synthesis of many other antibiotics, such as streptomycin, tetracycline, and erythromycin. Number 5. The Electrocardiograph This tool, invented by Willem Einthoven, records the electric impulses of the heart and produces a graph called an electrocardiogram, or ECG. It's useful for diagnosing and monitoring arrhythmias, cardiac arrests, and heart failure. History In 1893, Einthoven attended a lecture by Augustus Waller, a British physiologist, who showed the first human electrocardiogram, 
using a capillary electrometer, which was a device that detected electric currents, from the movement of a liquid in a tube. While impressed by Waller's work, Einthoven realized that the capillary electrometer, was too slow and insensitive to record the subtle changes, in the heart's electrical activity. Thus, he decided to develop a better instrument for that purpose. A few years later, in 1901, Einthoven invented the string galvanometer, a device consisting of a thin silver-plated quartz wire, stretched between two electromagnets. When an electric current passed, the wire vibrated and deflected a beam of light, onto a moving piece of photographic paper. This device, much more sensitive and accurate than Waller's invention, recorded the heart's bioelectrical signals, in greater detail and speed. Einthoven, called his graph an electrocardiogram, and assigned the letters P, Q, R, S, and T, to the different waves and segments of the chart. In 1902, he made the first record of a human heart using his invention. He connected electrodes to the arms and legs of a patient, and transmitted the signals to his device in his laboratory, one and a half kilometers away from the medical center. Connecting via telephone with the hospital staff, Einthoven was able to register the normal and abnormal patterns of the heart's bioelectricity, and correlate them with the clinical symptoms and signs of the patient. He also established the standard 12-lead system, for recording the ECG from different angles and perspectives. Four years afterwards, Einthoven published his paper on the ECG and its applications, describing the normal and abnormal ECGs of cardiac conditions, such as atrial fibrillation, ventricular tachycardia, heart block, myocardial infarction, and pericarditis. Einthoven, received the Nobel Prize in Physiology in 1924, donated the money to the University of Leiden, and continued working until he passed away in 1927. Number 6. Insulin. Discovered by Frederick Banting and Charles Best, insulin is a hormone that aids the body in controlling the quantity of glucose in the blood. People with diabetes have either a lack of or a resistance to insulin's action, causing high blood sugar levels and other health problems. Background. While serving as a surgeon in World War I, the Canadian Frederick Banting became interested in diabetes and the role of the pancreas in regulating glucose levels. He considered extracting the pancreatic secretions that lowered blood sugar from healthy dogs and injecting them into diabetic dogs. In the summer of 1921, Banting received a small grant and a lab space to conduct his experiments on diabetes. In need of help, the lab assigned the American biochemist Charles Best as Banting's assistant. Banting and Best started their research by removing the pancreas from healthy canines, making them diabetic. Then, they tied off the pancreatic ducts of another group of dogs, stopping the flow of digestive juices and causing the pancreas to degenerate, leaving only the islets of Langerhans, the clusters of cells that produce insulin. Both scientists, extracted the islet tissue from these dogs, and made a crude solution, calling it islatin. Following this, they injected the solution into the diabetic canines, and found that it lowered their blood sugar levels, and improved their symptoms. Banting and Best, understood they'd discovered a potential treatment for diabetes, but they needed to purify and test their extract further. So, 
they worked with the biochemist James Collip, who refined and made the substance more potent, and less toxic. In 1922, Banting and Best treated the first human patient with diabetes, a 14-year-old boy named Leonard Thompson, who was dying from the disease, at the Toronto General Hospital. They injected him with their insulin extract, and his blood sugar levels dropped overnight. The boy recovered from his diabetic coma, and lived for another 13 years, with regular insulin injections. The discovery of the effect of insulin on the body, awarded Banting and Best the Nobel Prize in Physiology in 1923, as the society hailed their study as a medical miracle, and a novel treatment for diabetes. Number 7. The Artificial Heart An artificial heart, replaces the function of a natural heart, serving as a life-saving option for people with end-stage failure, and are waiting for a transplant. The mastermind behind this invention, was the American physician and engineer, Robert Jarvik. Biography Born in 1946 in Michigan, U.S., Robert Jarvik studied medicine and engineering, later shifting his interests to the sphere of engineered organs. During his work as a researcher, at the University of Utah, Jarvik joined the Artificial Heart Program, led by the pioneer in the field, Willem Kolf. Jarvik designed and developed the Jarvik 7, the first plastic and metal lab-created coronary structure, intended to last a lifetime. With a capacity to pump up to 9.5 liters of blood per minute, Jarvik 7 comprised two ventricles, four mechanical valves, and was connected to an external console, for power and control. In 1982, Jarvik and his team, implanted the Jarvik 7 in the first human patient, Barney Clark, a 61-year-old dentist, suffering from severe coronary failure. William de Vries, a cardiothoracic surgeon, performed the surgery at the University of Utah Medical Center. The patient survived 112 days with the Jarvik 7, becoming the earliest person to live, with a permanently manufactured central circulatory organ. The artificial heart, offers hope and improves the quality of life for many people, with cardiovascular issues, or those who are still waiting for a transplant. Number 8. Magnetic Resonance Imaging This technique, uses magnetic fields to measure the changes in brain activity, based on the blood oxygen level. It was developed by the Japanese physicist Seiji Ogawa, who used the blood oxygen level-dependent contrast, to detect variations in blood flow and oxygenation, in the cerebral matter. Story With studies in physics and engineering, Seiji Ogawa, worked as a researcher at the Toshiba Research and Development Center, and the Atant Bell Laboratories. In 1990, Ogawa found that when a brain sector is activated, by a stimulus or a task, the bloodstream, and oxygen consumption in that region increased, causing a change in the ratio of oxygenated hemoglobin, and deoxygenated hemoglobin. Since deoxygenated hemoglobin, is more magnetic than oxygenated hemoglobin, it affects the resonance signal more strongly. So, Ogawa realized that by measuring the changes in the signal, he could map the mental processing, related to the blood oxygen levels. This is the basis of an magnetic resonance imaging. He published his findings in 1990 and 1992, and showed the first magnetic resonance images of the human brain. 
Ogawa's invention of the blood-oxygen-level-dependent contrast and magnetic resonance imaging was a breakthrough in neuroscience and neuroimaging, enabling clinicians and researchers to study the brain's function and structure in a non-invasive, safe, and high-resolution way. Apart from that, it allowed them to investigate the neural correlates of emotional and behavioral processes such as perception, memory, language, emotion, and decision-making. Magnetic resonance imaging has also been used to diagnose and monitor neurological and psychiatric disorders, including Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, schizophrenia, depression, and autism. By comparing the patterns of healthy and diseased brains, magnetic resonance imaging can help identify the regions and networks affected by these diseases. Final thoughts After exploring these groundbreaking innovations, it's crucial to understand their enduring legacy and how they continue to influence present-day medicine. Today, as we navigate through a world transformed by technology and innovation, we find ourselves on the cusp of new medical breakthroughs. From gene editing and personalized medicine to artificial intelligence and beyond, the possibilities are limitless. The history of scientific evolution not only inspires us, but also reminds us of our responsibility to continue this legacy of innovation. We invite you, our audience, to ponder. What will the next chapter of the clinical record look like? How can we contribute to the future of healthcare and what ethical considerations must we keep in mind as we forge ahead? Share your thoughts in the comments and let's envision together the upcoming era of marvels that could redefine health and healing for generations to come. This is today's focus of attention. Thank you for listening.